Welcome to Seen and Heard in Edmonton, the podcast about bloggers and podcasters in the capital city of Alberta. I'm your host, Karen Unland, and joining me today is Lauren Derry, a photographer and one half of the team behind That's So Maven, a podcast by, for, and about female entrepreneurs. Welcome. Thank you, Karen. Great to be here. This episode of Seen and Heard in Edmonton is brought to you by Taproot Edmonton, a source of curiosity-driven stories about the city powered by the community, and you'll hear more about that later in the show. All right, Lauren, so let's start at the beginning. Why sure. did you and Andrea Bessa start That So Maven? Um, <laughs> that's a great question. <laughs> um, it was kind of, you know, I'd always been in the back of my mind wanting to start a podcast, and Andrea has... Um, you know, we were acquaintances and we would see each other, you know, here and there and work on projects together, um, kind of through other people. And I just texted her one day and I'm like, I've been thinking about doing a podcast. Uh, what do you think? Like, do you want to get together and talk about it? And she was like, oh, me too. I've been thinking about it for months. Let's get together. Um, so we got together for coffee and we were just talking about ideas and, she mentioned women in women in business mm-hmm. and I had that blatantly in big letters in my notebook <laughs> as one of my options as well. And we just kind of got to talking on that topic and that's how Maven was born. So it was really it felt kind of kismet and just kind of came really naturally for us. And, you know, we got started like the next week on the podcast. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So you put the idea out into the universe and then what was the response to it? Uh, we had an overwhelmingly positive response. There were so many people um, getting in touch with us and nominating friends and family to be on the podcast and to be um, highlighted. It was, you know, being all about female entrepreneurs uh, in Edmonton. I don't think we realized how many there were and of all different genres and industries. And so we kind of just started a master list. Like we share uh, Google Sheets on online. And before we knew it, the list was like over a year long. Wow. And we, yeah, originally we only were going to do um, release episodes every two weeks. But because we had so many people and such a positive response to this idea and this podcast, we um, ended up going weekly. Yeah. Yeah, just to fit everyone in, really. Wow. Well, that's yeah. a good problem. To yeah, have. totally. Yeah, it was amazing. It really, it really, I think it really did kind of catch us off guard because it was just kind of going to be a project for us, something that we could uh, learn from and meet these women mm-hmm. and talk to them about um, their businesses because we're female entrepreneurs as well. And it just, it's been so much more than that. So, yeah. Yeah. So, but why did you both kind of independently come to that topic? Because, you're a photographer, she's a video mm-hmm. editor and social media strategist and all kinds of things. You could have talked about lots of things. For Why sure. That? I think that, you know, we kind of feel we wanted to highlight the other women in business. I don't think it ever was really um, about us. We wanted to kind of shine this spotlight because I think we knew, we know personally so many amazing, excuse me, female entrepreneurs that we just wanted to shine the light on them. And I mean, there are a lot of podcasts focused on men and we knew that um there's just so many female entrepreneurs to to pick from in our city and we actually didn't know how many there were no (laughs) but so it just it just seemed like the right fit for us and we just wanted to um yeah really shine a light on on these amazing women that we know and ones now that we didn't know yeah yeah Mm -hmm. um 
What drew you to podcasting as opposed to a blog or video series or or some other? Um, you know, I don't. I tried to do a blog in the past, and it never really worked for me. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, you know, Andrea would be amazing at a blog because she's an amazing storyteller and she's um, beautiful with words. So um, she may have thought about doing a blog before, but podcasting for me just was. Um, you know, we wanted to be available to our listeners in every way. So like we're both very busy. So I can turn on a podcast at home when I'm cooking my children dinner or when I'm on the way driving anywhere, you know, or when I'm even in the shower or before I go to bed or whatever. It can, you know, you can play them off your phone. You can do it on the computer. You can do it in your, like play them in your car. It's just, it seemed like a very accessible way. And we wanted our like our personalities and us as people to really come through so I think that that um uh, the podcast is just a great medium for that yeah yeah so one thing that you started doing recently on that so maven is um alternate between your business and her business mm-hmm. as a sponsor so yes you have a, uh, so it's a bigger connection now between the show and your own businesses yeah um why did you decide to do that um Good advice from some people. (laughs) Um, You know, we had been told a lot of times that people wanted to know more about us and our businesses. And we didn't talk about ourselves as much. And I think just as um, maybe just as women or uh, just Andrew and I, you know, it never really felt natural to talk about our businesses because the whole point of this podcast was to highlight the other female entrepreneurs in our city and yeah. not really it never really felt like it was about us yeah. um so realizing that hey it actually is more about us than we ever thought we kind of had to like flip a switch and say yeah we are we run our own businesses too and we should be putting our businesses out there and talking about what we're up to more and kind of um owning it a bit more, I guess. So we decided that we were going to um, make sponsorships available and um, in the meantime, just sponsor an episode back and forth between our businesses. And it's good. It gets our um, us out there a little bit more and hopefully we'll get some sponsorships out of it too. Mm-hmm. Have you been able to see any um, help for your own business by the profile that that so maven has given you it's interesting it's a really interesting platform i think um for me i have i've had a lot of uh different collaborations now since starting the podcast um i recently revamped my website and i did this little mini relaunch and there was a lot of components there that i kind of every person that i hired was someone who had been on That So Maven. So it's such a good um, networking stream. And it's kind of, it brought to light all of these uh, amazing entrepreneurs that I wanted to work with that I had no idea were out there uh, and what they brought to the table. So in that sense, absolutely. Um, I've worked with some of the other entrepreneurs that um, we've had on the show and I've hired them and they've hired me and it's kind of a nice, it's just a great little collaboration and it's kind of, um, it takes down that barrier because we met and talked about our businesses very openly mm-hmm. on the show. So mm-hmm. it's kind of, you know, you, we only, I may have only met them for the half an hour they're on the show, but it kind of has that, it creates that connection. So, 
Yeah. It's great. <laughs> it's like a very a creative way of vetting people. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect, actually. <laughs> it's, it's great. It's been really great. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the online presence for Elle Photography because mm-hmm. That's really important, and it strikes me that in your line of work, there's so much competition that you yes. have to. So how, how do you think about what your website is supposed to do for your business? Well, my idea around that has changed a lot. Um, you know, and I never – my the website is – since I did this little relaunch uh, in February, I totally changed my website. So my website before was very simple and, you know, it just had uh, images and a little bit of information. And now I have like um, a promotional video that I worked on with Andrea on the homepage and it's more interactive and you can schedule things on there. Like it's very, um, I like the term frictionless. Mm-hmm. So I tried to create a more... Uh, frictionless community within Al Photography where it's kind of a one-stop shop. Yeah. If you want to book a meeting with me, you can do it right on the website. We don't have to go back and forth with emails. It's kind of, um, you know, the video is there to really, it really does. Andrew did a great job. It really does encompass everything that I have to offer right. in a two-minute <laughs> video. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think the changing the website and making it more interactive and just more information, and but the right information too, Mm-hmm. Um, really made a difference. And also I um, had Andrea help me with my social media strategy, which was an, a huge game changer. You really? know, I kind of thought a little bit I knew what I was doing, at least like with the Instagram part because it's photos and content. Like I yeah. have the content yeah, um, just for my photography. But this, you know, that like actual intentional, intentional strategy behind everything I was totally oblivious, like just totally <laughs> unaware. I think I was just floating along. Um, and to me, it felt okay. Yeah. But then, you know, hiring a professional to actually teach me and like tell me, you know, give me a content calendar and how I should have, how I should be present in social media mm-hmm. was very, a very eye-opening experience. So that's really changed um, the whole way I think about social media and marketing my myself as well and it it actually I think doing the two at the same time the website like revamping the website and doing the social media strategy was like perfect like the perfect combination yeah for me kind of everything came together at once and now I feel more in control of kind of what I'm doing instead of just you know like a chicken with my head cut off like (laughs) one day I'm posting on Facebook and then two days later I'm posting here and it kind of just was all scattered and now it's brought together so excellent yeah did your offering change as well, like what El Photo um, focuses on providing for customers? Yes, it did. So that was kind of a slower transition. Um, I was kind of had my hands in a, a lot of pots before. I did, you know, a wedding here and there when I'd be asked or I'd um, photograph families. And I love photographing families. I think that's like my first love of photography. But um a, f- a while ago, I I kind of felt was feeling a little flustered. I didn't know where what my direction where I was going, um, so I hired a business coach, and they really helped me to hone in on what I really wanted to be doing, which is brand photography. So that was great. Like that was just great for me to have done that. Um, so yeah, my focus now is solely on brand photography. So um, headshots, social media imagery, and customized stock photography. But then I also have the online stock gallery now on my website too, yeah. um, where photos can be purchased. So 
I definitely have shifted um, just straight to brand photography now, which is great. It's so nice to have just one focus, and that's the work that I really love doing and want to be doing on a daily basis. Um, And as for family photography, I'll always do it for friends and family who ask because I love it so much. But otherwise, yeah, it's strictly just I want to work with brands and, you know, small to medium-sized businesses, independent professionals, that kind of thing. So, yeah, it's been going really good. I just feel like... um we need an increase in the world in the number of good stock photos instead mm. of those fake people, terrible ones I that agree. people put on I there. agree. The ones that you see and you're like, yeah, that's a bad stock photo. Yeah. Like, please don't put that on your website. <laughs> Everyone will know that you got that for free yeah. off of some – I know this is – I feel very strongly about this. This topic is – whenever it comes up, and it's hard because um, – my husband's company used those kind of stock photos for their website. And so I'm always like, Neil, like just, (laughs) (laughs) you could have something more, right? (laughs) Um, So it's just one of those things. I think that it's a very, it's a very see-through thing, right? If you go to a website and you can blatantly tell that it's one of those, you know, below average free stock images, it kind of, it just makes me cringe. Like, (laughs) like the little hairs in my arms stand up. But um, I'm hoping that, somehow that there is a shift towards wanting you know something a little bit more personal or even just a little bit more creative or mm-hmm. even just something that's exclusively yours like yeah. that's because I off I offer exclusive rights with my images my regular stock images on my website and it just makes a big difference I think knowing that your competitors aren't going to have the exact same photo because people notice that yeah yeah right you think that oh there's you know what are the chances that someone else, but you know, if your competitor is looking at the exact same stock site as you, you know, look, looking up the same keywords, you know, chances it's not, are. yeah, chances are more likely than you think yeah. that your competitors <laughs> are going to be using the exact same photo, right? So I'm hoping too that there's going to be like a shift in the thinking about that. But yeah. people have, um, you know, when you're building a website, it's not cheap and it takes a lot. And, you know, photography doesn't seem to be the forefront of some people's minds some it is for sure but you know budgets and stuff like that Mm -hmm. it's kind of just fitting in the priorities but hopefully there can be a shift with that soon that's what I'm hoping (laughs) and then business will be booming (laughs) so bringing it back to that so Maven Mm -hmm. what does um it, it feels like you guys have set up a little opportunity to learn every time that you talk to somebody mm-hmm. in business so do you feel like doing the podcast has helped you get better at being at being in business oh my gosh that it's yes for sure I yes absolutely um so Andrew and I recording clusters so we do full days of recording it just works better with our schedules so we'll record with like say four or five um women in one day yeah. um and I have to my husband comes home from work shortly after we're done recording and I have to literally like excuse myself and like (laughs) go upstairs and be by myself in the bedroom just to like process all the information and like all the um, connections and the things that I felt like oh my gosh I struggle with that too or oh wow that's such a uh, great way to deal with that that I never thought of I learned so much that I yeah I have to it takes me a little while to like process these things. And luckily I have the podcast so I can read, like I can listen to them again. Right. But just, um, I learned so much and I'm so thankful to be a part of it because, because of that, like there's just, there's these threads, um, 
that it seems all of us have in common. And I don't know if that's, it may not be just as women, but just as entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And then there are these threads that as women we have in common, or I, um, you know, with other mothers or working moms or um, whatever, or just other people juggling family life, whether or not they have kids. It's very, it's great to, to know other people are kind of on the same page, but also learn what strategies they're using to cope or to make their lives easier that I didn't ever think of before. So yeah, it's great. It really is great. And then, you know, and then after we record, I get some alone time. <laughs> My husband <laughs> takes care of the kids and I get to kind of just like think about the day and unwind and yeah, it's great. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I saw you guys reached out to uh, entrepreneurs in Calgary. Yes. You, why do you want to expand beyond Edmonton? Yeah. I mean, there are still so many people to talk to in Edmonton. I'm sure that the number will just keep growing as people create new businesses. Um, but we really want to try and expand our audience. It's not that we feel like we've hit a wall at all in Edmonton. It's just that, you know, there's so many great female entrepreneurs in Calgary as well and really all across Canada. So I'm sure that down the road that'll be something, maybe take it one city at a time yeah. and try to expand. But there's just so much more like beyond the walls of Edmonton and so many women. We know some personally that have, um, you know, businesses in Calgary. And yeah, when we reached out on social media, we were, I mean, you kind of do that stuff and you don't know what you're going to get back, yeah. right? Like nobody could answer or like maybe a couple, but we actually had quite a few people respond and nominate their friends and family members. So um, I don't think it would be hard for us to go down there and have a full day or two full days of recordings and do like a mini series maybe of yeah. Calgary entrepreneurs and then come back to Edmonton. So we'll nice. see. I mean, we haven't decided anything yet. We haven't, you know, picked any dates, but um, it's something that we're, we now know is a real possibility. So we'll Excellent. see where it takes us. Yeah. <laughs> and what else is on the horizon for that? So maybe. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think we're just enjoying it right now and I mean it would be great to expand the podcast the podcast in a way of sponsorships and um you know we'd love to host an event and bring back all of the previous guests and have like kind of a more of a panel situation or have someone um do a talk like one mm -hmm. of the past guests so we have things on our minds that we want to maybe do but Andrew and I are both so busy <laughs> with our <laughs> being female entrepreneurs and having just busy lives in general and then the podcast. So it's just kind of uh, fitting in the time. You know, it takes a lot to cr plan an event and um, coordinate going to Calgary and stuff yes. like that. So <laughs> it's just a matter of finding the time. Yeah. So hopefully um, down the road we can do all the things we want to do. It's just, a yeah, we have to kind of take it day by day at this point. <laughs> Excellent. Well, we'll take a break, and when we come back, we'll hear about the local podcaster blogs that Lauren recommends. This episode of Seen and Heard in Edmonton is brought to you by Taproot Edmonton, a source of curiosity-driven stories about the city cultivated by the community. I'm Stephen Chapansky, co-founder of Castria, which produces this podcast, and I'm quizzing Taproot co-founder <laughs> Karen Unland, who also happens to be the host of this podcast. Hello, Karen. Hello. What has Taproot been up to lately? Well, we published our sixth story. Uh, it's about what is going on with business on 104th Street. And so Mel Priestley took a look at this question that uh, had arisen among uh, Cap or Taproot members 
quite some time ago and uh, found out that there's a bit of a mismatch between what people who live on 104th Street or visit 104th Street uh, want and the biz- what the businesses there provide. How did this uh, story come about? Well, like all Taproot stories, it started with the seed of a question from one of our members. In this case, it happened to be my co-founder, Mac Mayo, who asked this question. And uh, the other members of Taproot uh, said that they were curious about that as well. So then we uh, assigned that story to one of our writers, who is Mel Priestley, and she dove into it and turned around this story. So where can people read this story? They can read it at taprootedmonton.ca. We'll also link to it on our Twitter, which is taprootyeg, and on our Facebook page. What else is uh, Taproot up to right now? We are busy developing a new thing, which will be on top of the the, those deep how and why stories that Taproot provides. This is... uh, a more constant stream of information to satisfy your curiosity about a particular topic. So, for example, if you were really interested in staying on top of the local music scene in Edmonton, we're working on a way where you can uh, receive frequent updates on whatever's happening in on that front. So that is something that we'll be developing over the next few months, and uh, members will get the first shot at trying that out. Well, how does one become a member? You go to taprootedmonton.ca and you join. Uh, membership is $100 a year or $10 a month. And uh, you get uh, exclusive access to the story garden, where which is where people plant the seeds of the uh, questions that they are interested in finding out and get to participate in all this new stuff that we're building. Well, thank you very much. Uh, read the latest story and help Taproot put more such stories into the world at taprootedmonton.ca. All right, we're back. So, Lauren, what local podcasts or blogs do you like? So there's one blog that I really follow a lot, and it's uh, Linda Huang's blog. Yeah. Um, Just because it's funny because I was born and raised in Edmonton, and yet there's just so much about Edmonton that I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it's great. You know, her blog's full of um, where to eat, what to do, things to read, like just so much stuff um, for Edmontonians to yeah. sink in. So um, that is my go-to blog. Um, and for podcasts, uh, obviously That's So Maven is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> but um, actually one that you're involved with, Capital Ideas, it's such a great resource for entrepreneurs. So um, I love that. And I love the panel situation. Um, and then actually just recently last night, Andrea posted about um, uh, the podcast, The Modern manhood podcast and I listened to a few episodes last night and it's great isn't it nice it's so nice (laughs) and the conversations are great and it kind of like I like the little bit like of contrast between ours and and that one so so yeah it's really um that's going to be a go-to for me from now on for sure um, so just uh, shout out to Herman Vijegas for yeah. putting, making a, a really interesting conversation uh, with men about what it's like to be a man. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting listen for um, anyone, but for from a woman's perspective as well. Um, and I probably like it a bit, too, just because uh, I'm going to plug that some maybe again, but yeah. Um, because we want men to be listening to our podcast as yes. well. And because I think that there's so much, so many benefits for men to tune in too. Like 
any entrepreneur really. So I feel like for me to find so much that I love about the Modern Modern Manhood podcast is uh, just another reason for men to tune into a podcast about yeah, women, you know, yeah, it's like. Um, Getting intelligence on the For other sure. camp. <laughs> <laughs> the intel. <laughs> All right. I want to just end off by asking you for a little bit of advice for a business owner who might be interested in exploring podcasting. You know, because I didn't have half the necessary skills, like I don't know anything about um, editing or recording or anything um just get help whether it be a partner like I found in Andrea we both had um two very different skill sets that we were bringing to the podcast um yeah find someone that can teach you or maybe even find a mentor or um go to one of Karen's panels like all about (laughs) you know like anything it's very um just do some research and pick a topic that you really love and enjoy and that you can learn from as well and it'll just keep it interesting and you'll be wanting to stick with it for forever (laughs) yeah yeah and then what's your advice for cultivating a strong online presence for your business um hire someone who knows what they're doing (laughs) to teach you yeah (laughs) that would be my main um yeah I think as a person who thought she knew a little bit about social media and it turns out I didn't know anything about social media or social media strategy or very little um I would say it's worth every penny to um hire someone who knows the ins and outs that can teach you and just yeah learn what you're learn what you're doing and don't use those lousy stock photos anymore yes please (laughs) (laughs) please no (laughs) thank you so much for talking to me today thank you for having me it was so fun you can subscribe to That's So Maven in iTunes and places where podcasts are you can also visit yegmavens.com and the show is on Twitter Facebook and Instagram at yegmavens you can find Lauren's business at lphoto.ca that's l-p-h-o-t-o dot c-a and that's where you can find all of her social media accounts Lauren and Andrea are going to be talking about their respective businesses at the Capital Ideas event on March 22nd at the Edmonton Journal. So you can get details on that and your free ticket at capitalideasyeg60.eventbrite.com. All of these links and Lauren's recommendations will be in the show notes at seenandheardyeg.com. Subscribe to my newsletter at seenandheardyeg.com for complete coverage of Edmonton's blogs and podcasts. Thanks for listening. Thank you.